Hey now, welcome back to Rock and Pop TV's. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Misfits. I really need to clean my microphone There's accumulating, and that's really sad. <laughs> it's not as if I am in the most dusty, but I don't know, mild observation into my uh, somewhat OCD life. We're here to talk about misfits though, not that. This is episode two, Dark Side, written by Howard Overman, directed by William McGregor. I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. We got some Rudy and Jess. Y'all know I ship them. This is my OTP, I'll go down with this ship. I did since she got rid of his dark side and I mean shanking him with a pair of scissors and then burying him in the the grave the mass grave that I'm thinking at some point is gonna start attracting smells or at least wild animals I don't know we start the episode with Rudy and Alex they're discussing how ugly the girl was that he had sex with the previous night Rudy says if a bulldog and an orangutan spawned a child that grows up and impregnates a pig, it still would not fully describe how ugly this girl is. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Jess, the only female... Well, no, there's Abby. I keep forgetting, but she's kind of like a dude in a way. (laughs) But Jess is the only one offended by all this being like okay if she's that ugly why did you have sex with her and i'm like girl beer goggles is a thing and it apparently happens across the pond as well (laughs) he's like you damned if you do you damned if you don't if you have sex with ugly girls (sighs) rudy you are terrible i cannot debate this i never debate this but you have some redeeming qualities they asked abby if she's ever done an ugly and she asked if finn counts oh my god alice jumped in so quick like yes yes he does count double points because you're short very true rudy spots his dad in another apartment complex who he thinks or he has told his parents that he is off at college instead of community service and i'm not sure why his parents allow him to lie to their face like that but clearly they know they got (laughs) they got a, a very special mental problem type of child but the woman he is with is not his mom when he slapped finn for being a smart ass i laughed so hard even though i was like that is so wrong (laughs) <laughs> but he he was he was trying it he tried to be a <laughs> trying to be on the jokes it's like no no you will get knocked the fuck out uh so somebody is cheating <laughs> and it is his dad who i believe's name is jeff the two rudies discuss dad's uh creeping ways and how this will break their mom's heart so despite rudy 2 telling him to confess rudy 1 wants to sort it out his own way because he won't come from a broken home because those kids they piss in the bed until they're teens and rudy 2 said you were one of those kids i love that they are making more of an effort on the distinction about the character types of rudy it's finally reading proper regarding his psyche they are fundamentally different aspects of the same person and it's nice when they interact because that was definitely missing in season four a lot and it gave you a lot more insight into how he thinks of things and how he relates to other parts of his own self sometimes even with a certain disgust or rejection of which is what's happening between him and rudy too right now abby is contemplating putting posters out of herself while alex and finn try helping with the hashtag girl seeks owner (laughs) which isn't 
any better than girls seek self-identity both are super lame but yes one is definitely gonna attract more of a certain type of person she then goes to the bathroom to change her tampon by using some toilet paper in a unique way and let's be real we've all been there at least in our teens where it came and you didn't have shit so you had to do what you had to do i ain't stick nothing up there now that's just absolutely not but i'm just keeping it a hundred percent i can't be mad and pretend like this is oh the most disgusting thing someone has ever done she then finds a sweater in the bathroom that conjures an attractiveness and familiarity with the smell rudy then inopportunes jess for a ride <laughs> to the mistress house by just jumping out of absolutely nowhere and she thinks she hits him with her car <laughs> she is not even trying to open that door like no you fucking know i'm not opening this door because i'm not inviting you in the car but he crawls through the trunk and makes himself uh or gets himself to the passenger seat and he wants a ride asking you know couldn't do this during community service for a ride to his mistress house but when he gets there he finds his dad is also there and he panics jess tells him just confront them both he asks her to accompany him and he calls her a selfish cunt kiss my entire ass she's like seriously he's like no not at all i can't do this on my own i'm not mature enough i'm a child masquerading in a man's body i just despite having a bush a very lush one i'm just not i'm not the person for this i'm immature and it's nice that he breaks down his own faults like he's very much self-aware of where he is <laughs> in the mental capacity department and when it comes down to it he doesn't you know stick the landing of i'm gonna be an asshole right now and she says stop talking about your lush bush and i'll come with you <laughs> he says i use volumizing conditioner in case you were wondering no no one was wondering what you use on your bush i'm not sure why you even have a bush it's 2021 sir get yourself to get well i guess in this show it was what 20 i didn't write down the dates oh that's sad i should have wrote down the date of this episode i ain't looking it up now though but uh rudy and jess go to the apartment she rings the doorbell after he <laughs> does a lot of procrastination and then really is really a hot ass mess <laughs> when he started talking about the fridge <laughs> It's like I'm French and I'm selling lushies. <laughs> he concludes he's just not the noble guy. When uh is her name Linda? I got it written down. Tina. Tina's her name. When she slams the door in his face, being like, fuck off. And he wants to try to save his parents' marriage, but he's just <laughs> he sucks at this just thinks he could be that guy he just needs some practice they then hear tina screaming then glass breaking and witness looking through the back window rudy's dad being verbally and physically abusive with a woman left crying and rudy is shook what is love gilgun joe gilgun is where his acting chops really shine in my humble opinion he admits he looked up to his dad when jess asked if he's all right he wanted to be like him but now he is a stranger and asks if she would take him home rudy too goes to the support group talking about his troubled relationship with rudy one and the shame that they all feel for what happened to them he says it's not fair Jess asks the boys the next day about Rudy. Have y'all like talked to him? Is he okay? Alex is like, yeah, he's sad on the roof, but disinterested. He's like, yeah, I failed before he noticed me. 
Abby's still sniffing the sweater or the scarf. Jess asks if he is all right when she joins him on the roof. He isn't and plans to go to his parents' house and punch his dad out for his offenses of nature, not only to his mom, but to this other woman. He then is way too on 15 when his mom answers the door, scaring the living shit out of her. I mean, it's shocking that Rudy seems to have two relatively, (laughs) like they're a quirky little family, aren't they? Because they come in, he's all ready to get into his dad ass. Like what's been going new with you? Like, I'm suspicious. I know what's going on with you. And then the next thing, you know, they start teasing him like, oh, he might have gone mental again. And then there's suspicion about him being gay since he's never introduced them to a girl. And he's like, I've had loads of birds. I'm disgusting. (laughs) I'll do anything. I have a reputation as a total slag mom. I'm quite the slut. Definitely not the confrontation he was planning. And then after a really nice um, family moment, he can't just destroy it with the news. So he decides plan B it is gamer dude that we met in season two i believe approaches rudy after the meeting about his struggle not to slip back into the game world and he feels that sometimes he is and he needs uh, someone he could talk to so rudy offers to listen when he needs it i don't know why but that just always feels like that's setting up something and it's not going to be great because we know what happened the last time he was let off his leash and honestly the government don't give a shit that's another part it's like why you let these people out of society yeah that's exactly what they do with criminals they let their asses right back out into society plan b is to confront tina and get her to leave jeff but when they get there jeff is there already burning her clothes and cleaning up blood before saying fuck it and punching a mirror Jess is like, um, dude, it looks like your dad murdered his girlfriend. So he kicks her CD player. And I'm like, bitch, you paying for that shit. All $59. She tells him to meet dad for a drink while she breaks in and tries to confirm if Tina really is dead. I love, love, love how they showed the glass breaking. I don't know. It's these small little details when she broke in. I I don't know why that just made me giddy jess calls rudy to tell him dad's back but he's like um that's not possible because i'm right in front of him and then it's finally revealed that dad split very much like his son and that he always wasn't a nice person after he asked him you know do you have is it possible you have a twin brother and then dad's like "Ooh, so you must have found out some things he said that he kept that part hidden from him but rudy did mention that he always knew his dad was edging it it's a term i'm not familiar with but i'm guessing that he always seemed to have a darker side to him or something to that effect and then until the storm happened they were the same person and then they split apart and all the bad stuff the other guy got and now he's the good one (laughs) jess hides in the closet but is soon discovered when rudy's like oh shit Jess is in there with the really bad version of my dad. Rudy screaming, I'm coming to save you, and then slamming his ass against that door. <laughs> he had me dying. <laughs> he went down so hard. <laughs> he was trying to. I tried so hard and got so far. he's trying to be all macho because jess just sitting on the couch he's like did you touch her if you so much as fucking touch her mate did you touch her she's like um calm down rudy stop being all protective i'm fine he was just holding me against my will wanting to know where tina is so clearly she's not dead he tells him his real dad told him everything and that jeff too is not his dad despite him saying i am your dad too and offering to go for a drink he says you're nothing to me more <laughs> some 
the lines were just way funny in this episode. You're nothing to me, moron. Nothing. He then tells Jess they're leaving. So Jeff, too, places a restraining hand. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Geek, geek. Woo, woo. I ain't playing around. Make one false move. I take it down. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Rudy said, get your fucking hand off my shoulder. Come around anytime. Get it the fuck off. Just with her last words of prick, she really just wanted to kick him when he was down, but he really wasn't down. Abusive women is definitely where Rudy, I would say, draws the line. Good news, Tina just left him and we see her the next day. Clearly, she just took the car and slept in it. I was very much in this nest scene like, why are we watching what's supposed to be a sensual scene of Finn, but he's not even closely resembling anything sexy in the shower in slow-mo then we see gary holding his towel hostage fuck me 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 oh my god okay the way he was just staring at him and refusing to let that towel go like why are you showering here <laughs> let me keep asking you questions oh you need this towel oh let me be the one that puts it around you <laughs> it still doesn't let go Alex parallels Abby's scarf with the Cinderella tale, but she's never heard of it, which is weird. Everyone's heard of Cinderella. Rudy and Jess want to help Tina, but she says that Jeff stole all of her money, so he's kind of keeping her attached in the relationship. So Jeff, the real one, is going to get the money back for her. And (laughs) why did it take Rudy so long? to realize what she was talking about in this situation Finn continues to be a coward after they're watching a kid get jumped but it does immediately jump in when Alex is like yeah why don't y'all stop off stop off stop off is that even a word either why don't y'all step off that's where I was going (laughs) step off and stop bullying this kid he's willing to take the ass kicking or the shank like that escalated so very quickly like why do you gotta fucking talk about i'm gonna shank you <laughs> damn why can't i you just kick my ass uh but the but finn comes through with his power to effectively scare them off but the kid then flies away i believe i can fly I believe I can touch the sky I think about it every night and day Spread my wings and fly away Finn does admire Alex's courage and the fist bump shows that they've kind of come a little or a long way because he wanted to chop off his dick like two weeks ago. He is absolutely a narcissist too, but he also has a line that he's just not willing to to cross. Like, I'm not going to let people just beat up on a kid. Jeff gets the money and apologizes to Tina for what his other side did, taking full responsibility that this bad person was a part of himself. Tina jumps in a cab and leaves, finally free. Jeff still isn't proud of the lying and the cheating he did to his mom. Or mum. But Rudy forgives him knowing all too well what it's like living with a part of you that disgusts you. And I'm really surprised that Rudy is still keeping this secret knowing now that the whole thing is out about dad. So hopefully that is going to lead more easily into the transition of Rudy to finally being able to meet his parents because that's what he also wanted to do this episode, which we'll get to that conversation in a moment. And he made a lot of great points. But uh, dad says, I'm proud of you. And that made Rudy feel really good because they're like, yeah, we did something good today. Abby finds the owner of the scarf, who is definitely creeped out by all the sniffing of her body. Laura calls her out on being weird, but after her backstory makes sense (laughs) and allows her to smell her. And she says she's the nicest smelling person in the whole wide world. 
Dad goes fishing on Sunday and had invited Rudy to come over to keep mom company. She will probably make you some roast beef. I don't know what this mint sauce is, but I don't think I need it on my roast beef. <laughs> it's like, this is, what is all this? Mustard? I'm confuddled. <laughs> How do we eat food so differently? Rudy tells mom that mum, I forget to stop, have to say it British way, mum, tells her that there's someone he wants her to meet that's coming over. And then Jeff is stopped by the other Jeff because he's like, we had an agreement. You stay out of my shit. I stay out of your shit. And you took my money and Tina's gone. And that's breaking the agreement. So guess what? Time to get put in the boot of my car, bitch. Uh, before they go, Rudy A and Rudy B wanted to have a conversation in which Rudy calls him or equivalates him to a cancer that feeds off of him and denies his request to meet mom and dad. Despite feeling really terrible about the words and the exchange, he does not recant his decision, saying that he's going to be all right. But he's not all right. He's clearly struggling with a lot and with his own existence and who he wants to be outside of Rudy 1. He wants autonomy and Rudy 2 doesn't seem to be on that same wavelength. He, he just still sees him as an extension of himself. And despite knowing each other so well, it's clear that this is a, a blind spot for Rudy 1. And he's, uh, like Jess said, he is starting to learn what it's like to you know think about someone other than oneself and to consider his own feelings and how he treats himself and, and just a really good story arc that i like going forward for rudy's character um this proves to be an issue with rudy when because he if he had rudy too there he would have had backup in the situation is all i'm saying he realizes dad immediately isn't dad and Jeff threatens to hurt his mom if he doesn't keep his mouth shut. Also threatening to kill the real Jeff since the agreement was that their paths were never to cross. He then knocks Rudy out with an ice cream cone and tells mom that he went home because he plans to jump into them granny draws. Jess is the person Rudy invited over. But when no one answers the doorbell, she prepares to leave. Just as he took mom upstairs, she was like, uh-uh, I'm slipping into my naughty clothes. <laughs> I don't care who's coming over. <laughs> a thump gets her attention and she uses her x-ray vision. So we're seeing a little bit more of them using their powers. And uh, is able to see that the real Jeff is in the boot of the damn car. Rudy stops the session's horrified scream when he came in. <laughs> He's like, ah! I can't even make this sound. Oh. He uh, definitely was not. He dragged his ass all the way out of the bed. And Jeff's like, He's just having a mental break. Don't worry about it. But then. Like he starts to actually hurt Rudy and then that's when the mom's like what the fuck Jeff don't hurt him and that's when he shoves mom down and I think she really got the message at that point this is not your husband but the way he took his belt off and was preparing to hit them A I was triggered because he knew how to do that completely right <laughs> wrap that whole entire shit around <laughs> make sure the belt buckles out so you're going to be getting that whopped across your fucking face. Um, I do not have these, uh, <laughs> these techniques as a parent. But as a child that got their ass whooped in this manner, you know, you definitely won't do that again. What am I talking about? You did it again. <laughs> Maybe not in the exact same order or fashion. But yeah anyhow mom tries to um intervene and rudy steps in front of her to take the beating but jess comes in to bust his head in and the way in which 
you know blunt force trauma kills everyone i was really surprised he was still alive he then introduces his mom just as his girlfriend like whoa <laughs> when did that happen she's just like hi jeff comes clean about his past and mom makes it clear that she'll kill him if he comes around the family again the dark jeff get your shit and get out of here mom is happy to meet jess as she really thought that rudy was gay jess's hilarity calling him a total slag was also hilarious dad thinks that rudy is in love with the lovely girl but he comes clean that she is in fact pretending to be his girlfriend on his behalf because (laughs) his parents think that he is gay but he's definitely catching some feels and he did something kind for a change leaving her some crisps and a thank you note should have been a cd player but your ass is broke and it did make her smile and just she needs smiles in her life she needs people doing saying thank you for all the shit that she does for everyone in this group at all times and she knew that was a lot for him he's not that type of person <laughs> rudy too goes to the support group and we meet sam the teenager that can fly and whom i did forget was on the future jumper and he was also in some overalls so i'm guessing some uh juvenile detention is what we got in the mix good episode i can't wait to see what's uh coming next up in the pipeline we got feedback let's jump into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about Misfits, episode two of season five. This is take two because I recorded this already and for some reason it won't allow me to save it. So I am trying again. Yeah. Anyways, um, as I already stated, but I will say again, um, this episode was okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Um, I've come to terms with what this show is about and I have my, as long as I have low expectations, I am good to go. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I mean, I am accepting this show for what it is and I'm not expecting it to be anything more than that or anything like that. So I think that's helped my enjoyment of it because it is not going to be like season the earlier seasons i'm not gonna be invested in the characters like i was um in the first three seasons and so with that being said um i just take the characters for how they are now and and i do like jess and abby and alex is okay i'm not a big fan of alex but out of the guys he's the one i'm more okay with (laughs) even though they're all painful in their own ways um and of course we start out with this one with rudy being rudy uh being uh obnoxious and an asshole and a douche or whatever you want to call him um talking about ugly girls and having sex with ugly girls and that whole that whole scene but thankfully i will say that i liked this is the most i've liked rudy in this episode aside from that scene um because he seemed to tone it down quite a bit for this for this um storyline with his father thank goodness so um so we got to see him thinking that his dad was having an affair and I will say that I I caught on as soon as he went to visit his parents and his dad was acting like, you know, normal and loving towards his mom. I was like, yeah, I already figured that the multiple personality thing was applying to him, too. And there was another it was bad dad out there. Um, 
messing around with that that woman so yeah I caught on pretty quick on that one and so it's just a matter of just seeing how the story plays out when Rudy decides to confront his dad and get the answers um I thought it was ridiculous that um you know when he invited his dad out to drink for drinks and then the other dad was there and that's you know when they came to that conclusion that there's two with Jess being in the house I'm like Jess please what I mean you need to be more black in this moment um because you're gonna hide behind a door in the dark with the flashlight on like uh turn it off <laughs> like really so um yeah not the best um <laughs> not the best uh yeah anyways so um what else so they thought that the dad had murdered the girl come to find so i'm like where did all the blood come from then if she was fine like i they we i, I know all that blood didn't come from him cutting his hand so I didn't understand what that was all about. Um, and they never explained that. Like, I didn't hear them explain where the blood came from. Um, so they did end up finding a girlfriend. And, yeah, they actually had a smart plan using Good Dad to um, get the money out and, you know, helping the girl escape. The girlfriend escape. And, yes, yeah, so Rudy and Dad have their little talk and, you know, find out about them being the same which i'm like i don't understand no i mean it sounds like rudy has had issues mental health issues growing up from what the mom was talking about and he might have mentioned it before but i don't know i'll be half paying attention to rudy when he talks so um so yeah so we have that and then please explain to me why we had to have that slow-mo shower scene with uh finn I mean, I knew as soon as they were showing that because there was no point in showing him being in the shower for that long, just lathering away, that that probation officer was standing right there looking at him. I mean, I'm like, this is so cringe. Ugh, anyway. And so, and he just stood there with the towel. Just like, can you not be so obvious in your... And it's like, why is he being so obvious in his fixation attraction what it's obsession whatever you want to call it with finn i don't know finn of all people but that dude has just got it got it bad for finn and he's just creepy with it <laughs> so and then we got abby being creepy with her sniffing the scarf the first when they showed that i was like is she is that her power can she like feel the essence of people by sniffing or or maybe it smells um felt familiar or it was familiar to her and that's why she kept sniffing and then when she met the girl finally the girl didn't know her so i'm like okay of course i'm like i think i would have called on a little bit sooner than she did with having someone standing right next to me sniffing me that weirdly and so and then of course abby's just telling her her life story to this complete stranger so I just I mean I'm I'm sure they're going somewhere with that it just that was just strange <laughs> like but that's just how this show rolls it's like they just tell random people their life they're like okay didn't ask but and then that person do they just start becoming buddies just like that I, I would have walked away but that's just me um what else we see Finn and Alex uh <laughs> meet up with this i guess you want to call it a gang who thinks who uh i'm like who, what gang announces that they're going to shank you um you, they normally just do it and they don't sit there and have a discussion about it <laughs> and then you know of course they're you know finn is talking about how he's gonna just show them whatever i don't even remember what he said and then his whole thing with the cart i'm like really y'all y'all are scared from that that's it <laughs> a cart is rolling across the way and that is enough to spook y'all okay yeah yeah real tough guys there um and then we are introduced or we're introduced when we find out is sam the flying meta guy 
and I'm sure there's a story that we'll get behind that. So this, I'm guessing this is the new mystery hood thing that we're supposed to try to figure out what's his angle, what's going on with him, because he shows up at Rudy's um, support group after we meet him um, in the alley. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all we're seeing is Rudy too at these support groups. So I'm sure there's a, a angle with that. And I meant to say this last episode, but what's up with the video game guy? I mean, why is he not in jail? <laughs> I mean, he murdered people. I mean, I know that wasn't completely like it's because of the storm and all that stuff, but he still murdered people. And it don't sound like he's all that stable right now. So why is he not in jail? Because um, he's talking to Rudy too about relapsing and staying on track and all that stuff. And I'm like, I just can't believe he's not in jail. Okay, so that's interesting. Then we have the scene with Rudy, or the bad dad, taking over good dad and throwing him in the trunk. And trying to uh, get it on with the wife because of what they did with his girlfriend. And Rudy finding out and them just having this weird stand standoff at the table with him keep sending his mom away to get different stuff i'm sorry i would i mean i i, I that couldn't be me because i'd be like what's wrong with your legs you could get up and get your own damn mitt your own damn horseradish so yeah that must be uh <laughs> i don't hate to say caucasian thing or england thing or something thing but it ain't me um there's no way i'm getting up you know to get my kids anything especially a grown-ass man you get your own damn whatever you need um so and i'm like why can't you just like hey dad can i talk to you real quick or why can't you just wait till you finish eating then confront him like I, that whole scene was ridiculous but that was that's the show so that's you gotta roll with it and um so then I'm like, yep, and this is why Rudy doesn't volunteer for shit because how in the world did he get knocked out just that quick? And I, you didn't hear a peep when mom went into the kitchen. I mean, I'm like, really, Rudy? You're supposed to be defending your mom's honor and you knocked out underneath the table? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. But then we see Jess randomly coming over to visit parents' house don't know why don't know why she was coming there um and then find out the good dad was in the trunk and that whole thing went off and um yeah and so he tells his parents that jess is his girlfriend because yeah apparently being gay is is well they thought it was fine but rudy thought it was horror among horrors so okay um but yeah so now we got the hard eyes of jess and rudy to contend with and i'm like christina where are we going with this um okay so but yeah it was some serious hard eyes googly eyes they were giving each other during that scene like oh gosh here we go um so yes curious about where that's going about this abby sniffing you know meeting this girl what is that going is that got to do with her past i don't know i thought that's where they were going with that but the girl act like she didn't know her and then there's finn and the probation officer they need to just just do something with that because this has been the running theme for what since the beginning of last season so let's let's it's getting weird now it's getting really weird um and what else um what did alexson really do too much this episode then we got rudy too and um him meeting up with sam at the support group and then video game guy wanting to have support for his uh issues so that should be interesting to see where we're going with that and how that all ties in with the sweater and so that's all i got um this this episode wasn't horrible i mean it it it, it was a lot better with rudy that's for sure i liked um how they did him in this one he wasn't up not as obnoxious as he normally is so that's always a plus so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy so I was able to retrieve 
uh, Shai's feedback. So you're going to be hearing what I recorded before I finally got it to push through and uh, rescan and redo some shit I did because I'm a fucking genius. I'm not, but I'm really giving myself kudos right now. <laughs> so um, here's what I already had recorded because I'm not re-recording it again. So this is usually the part where I am playing feedback from Queen Shy, but unfortunately the file that she sent was corrupted. I have tried for 30 minutes to get it uncorrupted. Um, I know she stated in her feedback this was the second one, uh, second recording. And it just looks like it got an error when it tried to push through. So while I could listen to it, I could not convert it whatsoever so that it could play in the feedback. So that sucks the big fat flota. And why I'm like, girl, you need to trade in that busted ass phone. You got to trade in the busted ass phone, boo. Got to let it go. Got to let it go, baby. Time for a new phone. TKO. Um, (laughs) in regards to her feedback, she did mention, um, that she thought the episode was okay, uh, that Rudy was a lot more sober this episode than in previous, which made him a lot more tolerable, but she kind of is meh, low expectations in going into the episodes, but is enjoying it for entertainment purposes but she's not really invested in anyone other than Jess and Abby even though she thinks it's weird with her and the Laura relationship we're trying to remember everything that you said (laughs) I did write a few notes down on your feedback so I'll just go over those um I know it's always easier I will say just to play devil's advocate when men are being assholes We never like to point out when women, us women, are assholes. And maybe it's just some of us women. Maybe you're just one of those people that are not in that category. And thus get, you know, very ruffled feathers when a man would talk about someone he had sex with. But, you know, I've been there as a person. I'm not proud of it. But, you know, when you have regrets because you look up and you're like, ooh he is not cute at all and I just I gave him my goodies and then you know that that regret gets you dragging the shit out of them even though it wasn't their fault that y'all had sex I mean so I mean he's a dick (laughs) I'm not gonna defend him but I also don't always partake of your particular um affront mainly because (laughs) the devil in me is like i feel judged at this moment too (laughs) um he did beat her now uk tv is really weird about the things that they show and the things they don't show like all their crime shows are really really heavily like emotional and impact and they like have deep stories but they don't show like american television like they don't they're more of you know the sensibility side despite despite how disgusting they are um with well some comedians i should say they think some of this humor is funny sometimes it is sometimes it's not depends on how relatable it is (laughs) but um I got the indication that she definitely was hit. He struck her, that her head was bleeding, and that she then left at that moment. Because he was clearly hitting her head into the wall. He had, like, her hands on her. So I think that was the indication there. And he didn't have any bruises, but had some bruises on his on his hands. So he was beating somebody. And he probably got rid of the evidence that he beat her and that's why he was burning her clothes like she had blood all over and she probably ran out for her life oh i put all the whole story together um <laughs> but they don't like showing abuse on british tv that's not their thing 
Um, and I think this is the first time that they really saw someone in true need and they did something good to help them. So that kind of just bonded them because they wanted to do something. It wasn't just, Hey, this thing is happening. It's, I see that it's happening and I'm going to do something about it. And then they do have a rather successful plan for the whole entire thing. I do take a lot more out of the, the show, I think, um, having different expectations. Like, I like some of the commentary that they make. And, and it's very subtle commentary, but kind of like the fact that the guy, they're really talking about how these powers aren't just a gift. Uh, and I've always talked about that. Like, you know, getting something that we saw in the first season, there are all these awesome things and we're excited about it and we should do something about it. I always say, why? Just because I've been given a gift. I mean, every millionaire that's given a millionaire when they hit the lottery, they don't go out and decide to go save a fucking continent in Africa. That didn't make sense because there's Africa is a continent. But you know what I mean? There's this expectation we put on people that necessarily we shouldn't. <laughs> like, why should we expect people with powers to do anything other than be the same people they are and just have powers? make it uh, i have something that makes my life easier great why should i have to do anything beyond that um then there's um the fact that they are showing that these powers are also an impediment to some people you know we saw that with the first girl in the first episode how she's the accidents is causing her shit while we have alex he can only use his power if he's doing it for good if he's fucking someone else and that's not something he while he was all excited about now it's rather his you know oh i i only do this when (laughs) and it comes with a certain responsibility because he can fuck your power away and you may not want your power to be fucked away you may just want casual sex um and they're showing that despite Finn continuing to be the same person that he is, which is cowardly, when he's pushed, he will try to do the right thing. It was stupid, though. You see a little cart flying and you're like, uh, yeah, I see you around. I'm like, get out of here. But who picks on a 13 year old? What kind of three people? And he was a kid like he wasn't supposed to be. And maybe that wasn't clear. He wasn't 13, but he definitely was like 15, 16. He wasn't an adult. So what kind of three dudes? What kind of you ain't that badass? You picking on someone who clearly can't fight back. Uh so yeah, I could actually see the cart freaking him out. Especially as black people too. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck that was. That's a white evil shit. We out of this bitch. Um Another thing, yeah, like I said, the girl with the turtle, the one who could knit the future. She doesn't know what the future. You tell the future and people interpret it however they want. Rudy thinks that he's supposed to have, uh, that they were going to be superheroes. Now he's learning, or Rudy too. There might be other superheroes. But they're also touching on mental health issues. Now, uh, we, we are blind to what TV sometimes teaches us, right? We go, oh, mental health issues? He should be in jail. He should be here. We should be there. But like the Joker showcase, great movie. Um, what we do have in this society is a huge issue with mental health. This is actually genuinely what happens more often than not. And it's shockingly, um, something that we do if you're deemed unfit or unwell for society. Well, we don't have a place for you or those institutions, they cost money that people can't afford to put them in. And unless they're in an immediate danger to society, like you can go three, four months in a fucking rehab facility, be doing great because you're not given any contact with the outside world. And they're like, good to go, stamp you on, give you some medications and herd you out because the government is paying for it and they don't want to. So I found that to be apropos versus not that he's not in jail, that he would be left to his own devices after his release and put on really his family or his community and the only time they are going to be dealing with him is when he breaks the law again and that's really a, a sad commentary about how he doesn't even have anyone to talk to 
about he has to find the support group and that's the only thing that's keeping him from doing something that he would regret and he's aware like now that he's aware of what he was doing it's like holy shit i'm sure he didn't wake up one day in video games and want to become a murderer that's a huge grasp between reality and fantasy but his fantasy became his reality and that's a curse and a burden for him so i like the fact that we're delving more into these powers and what they mean and it's not it's not really following the quote-unquote heroic arc that we did have the first season i think that's rather smart because you're not going to reanimate that that first three years those first three sets of characters in those particular arcs what you can do is talk about the other flip side of that and really uh, showcase and address those issues so that's my take on the show uh once again really sad that we couldn't hear your actual voice with your actual thoughts but um hopefully for mother's day your boys are on it (laughs) and last but certainly not least we're just gonna listen i probably will not give any feedback i'm gonna let her get her feelings out mimi is quitting the show i thought she was done like five weeks ago but apparently um she kept on trucking knowing this was not for her so i'm like you blame yourself um (laughs) no she was just she was trying but she needed to send feedback on her lingering thoughts of why she is leaving this show so um let's give her 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 uh her 10 minutes in the sun let her get her her feelings out i come to make an announcement what up, Christina? It's Mimi. I'm sending in feedback for Misfits, episode one of season five. I wasn't going to send this because this show is really has tried me and I am over the shenanigans. Like, I, I don't know that I can take anymore. This last episode felt to me like Doom Patrol when I had it enough. And I figured I'd tell you why I felt that way. Um, First of all, it started out with, you know, the boys club being a sadistic Satan worship group, which I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Let's see where this goes. And it quickly went to hell after that. Now, the first thing that really was like, okay, this is fucking stupid was when we see Alex does get a power and it's. He can sex someone's power out, which is frankly too on the nose. He's clearly obsessed with his dick and it's like beyond ridiculous. And now he can help people. And I use that shit in quotes by having sex with them. That is the first of all disgusting. And I never seen him use a condom on any of those people. So then he's going to get gonorrhea and probably syphilis, maybe even herpes. So that's gross second we see um uh, finn get uh tricked into being turned into one of the satan worshipers by one of the girls who first of all she looked just as hobbit as he did i didn't think she was cute at all but i guess they had to find a girl that was as short as him so that was probably the best they could do um which is fine they she tricks him and then he gets away and barely because he for whatever reason has not learned how to control his powers yet because he's a a damn fool then he proceeds to bring his simple ass back to the community center where he sees that these people are still there i don't know about you but if i say these people almost killed me and i see them there i'm fucking leaving matter of fact i wouldn't have showed up I would have been like, fuck community service. Y'all not about to get me. And then none of them believe him, which is fine. But that would have been grounds for me to exit. And then when he's being cornered by the Satan worship guy, who, uh, the guy who actually has Satan inside of him, he's screaming for Rudy. First of all, bitch, why don't you try and help yourself? And when you saw that you didn't actually get to throw the fire extinguisher with your mind pick the motherfucker up it was arm's length away i know your arms are short but goddamn, at least try 
the fuck you know you're terrible at this telekinesis motherfucker so why don't you use your physical body you damn idiot <sighs> then he gets possessed which okay i was like okay well maybe this will turn into something and then it proceeds to fucking burn in hell from there now the whole fighting satan thing whatever but the thing that really got to me was i was like i know they're not about to have alex sex the demon out of finn because that would just be beyond disgusting and beyond a violation of his body and that's exactly what they did and the whole time he's looking at just talking about some i'm sorry i'm doing this for you i am gonna be a slut no matter what but i'm doing this so i can get the power out of him so i can use my penis for good blah 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 okay he saves the day but instead of acknowledging that what he did to rudy was a complete violation of his body absolutely disgusting and wrong and messed up he was like we're not going to talk about this no motherfucker you just raped him i understand why you did it that doesn't change the fact of what you did doing something wrong for the right reasons is still fucking wrong and everybody joking about it at the end pissed me the fuck off like he was seriously violated and it's not funny it's not funny i don't care how y'all want to make make jokes about it and what you want to say and i don't care that finn is not upset about it like i feel like he probably is and he might be a little traumatized y'all think that's just funny it's not i don't know what kind of british humor people are used to but i don't think shit like that is funny now if that's the route they wanted to go maybe they should have acknowledged that what he did to him was wrong and apologized no they just gonna make jokes about it like it's a fucking hilarious comedy special like, i just i after this episode i don't know that i can watch this anymore because it's, it's becoming like a chore i know i need to see it and i'll put it last on the list and i'm always disappointed so i know i said i can uh send feedback and just be dragging it the whole time but that was beyond wrong to me and i i can't get past it and i can't watch no more like i said it gave me the doom patrol feels like <laughs> this is an absolute waste of my time in my life that I'll never get back and I won't I, will, I don't want to waste it so I'm not gonna do it and that's how I feel so this is gonna be my last feedback on Misfits and I and I'll probably never finish it because that was ridiculous so I'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch be me out sorry I forgot there was one more thing that really annoyed the shit out of me um <laughs> before i ended i wanted to say that i was really excited when i realized they were going to give alex a power because i was like oh finally we're going to get the the doom patrol that i finally wanted but then they gave him that dumbass power so then it's like <laughs> we have a girl that can see through walls abby is absolutely useless because she don't remember anything all she wants to do is tell people tell people's business and have sex and then we got Rudy, who can split himself in two, but all he wants to do is take big shits and have sex with everybody. So he's useless. Then we got, um, uh, what is, what is his name? Finley, who refused to practice telekinesis, who can barely move a soap through the air. And Alex, who, what the hell, how is he gonna help anything so all all he gonna have to do all he gonna do the whole episode to say people just have sex with them against their will like is that is that really what this misfits superhero gang is gonna do no one has a power they can actually benefit humanity their powers all suck yes jess can see through walls but once she sees through them then what literally everybody's power's trash the whole team's trash and the worst part is they don't even want to get better at it like they all suck and i'm sick of watching it and i'm sick of waiting for something exciting to happen because it hasn't happened yet and it's been a whole season and now we're in five and i can't take it anymore so seriously this is the end so Mimi out i hope her soul is clear and um we <laughs> 
I was laughing when she was announcing all this shit too. She went on Twitter and was like, I'm done. She went in the hashtag and I was done. <laughs> she was on Tumblr. She was not on Tumblr. <laughs> I was like, we been new. I thought we already had this conversation. <laughs> I thought the last time you called Rudy a cunt, it was a done deal. It was a wrap. I was like, okay. I, I respect that, but um, <laughs> if that's how you feel right now, this ain't getting better for you, baby. It ain't getting better. <laughs> but she hung in for for five seasons. She got what she got out of it, and uh, there is where we shall leave her journey. Uh, if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackrollcouch at gmail.com, you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic. <laughs>